2 Timothy chapter number 1 and verse number 9. Say amen when you find your place. Amen. 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 2 Timothy chapter 1 verse number 9, probably as far as we'll get tonight. Uh, probably not going to be before you very long. You know, when the preacher tells a lie, uh, that's what he says. He's not going to be very long. Amen. So I'm going to try not to be. But 2 Timothy chapter 1 verse number 9, the Bible says... Who had saved us and called us with an holy calling, uh, not according to our works, but according to his own purpose and grace, which was given us in Christ Jesus before the world began. All right, before we get started tonight, uh, this verse is going to make a whole lot more sense tonight if we go back and if we talk about uh, what we talked about in our last study. So with that in our minds tonight, in our last study in the book of 2 Timothy tonight, we began looking in verse number 8 uh, where the Bible said this. The Bible said in 2 Timothy chapter 1 and verse number 8, Be not thou therefore ashamed of the testimony of our Lord, nor of me as prisoner, but be thou partaker of the afflictions of the gospel according to the power of God. Friend, what we talked about in our last study is that we talked about how that Paul was down in a jail cell and we talked about how young Timothy was now on the mission field and we talked about how he was running the race for the Lord Jesus Christ and we talked about how he was running this course, amen. And then we also talked about uh, how since that Paul was in jail, we talked about how that young Timothy was now on the battlefield for the Lord and we talked about how Paul could not be there with young Timothy. We also talked about that even though Paul could not be with young Timothy, we talked about how that young Timothy, even though Paul could not be with him, young Timothy was still yet not alone. Friend, right down there in the midst of all the persecution that was going on around young Timothy in those days, right down there in the middle of the mission field that God had sent uh, uh, young Timothy to here stood God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Ghost of God. And friend, even though that Paul could not be with him, Paul's heart was right there with him as he was writing this letter, and he was now encouraging young Timothy to go on and to press on for the Lord Jesus Christ. And friend, just like young Timothy was not alone in his day, I say again, hallelujah tonight, we that are saved and born again are not alone in our day either. Friend, in the middle tonight of whatever you may be going through or in the middle of whatever it is in your life that you might be facing tonight, right there stands God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Ghost. And friend, the only way that you've got them tonight is to be saved and born again, washed in the blood of Jesus Christ by grace through faith. And wherever you go, friend, our great God in heaven is right there to supply grace in a time of need, every time. So young Timothy knew that the Lord was with him. And in knowing that the Lord was with him, Paul was telling him some things in the Word of God tonight that young Timothy needed to do. So what young Timothy was to do tonight is that he was not to be ashamed of the testimony of his Lord. 
And he was not to be ashamed of his friend in the faith. And he was also to be a partaker of the afflictions and of the troubles that come with the gospel. But friend also right there in the middle of all of his trouble. He was also to remember right there in the middle of all those heartaches. He was to remember that right there in the middle of all of his trials. He was to remember that right there in the middle of all those afflictions. He was to remember that right there was the almighty, the all uh, our all-powerful God. And it was his power that was with him. And friend, what we're to be doing in our day is that even though afflictions and trials and troubles may spring up in our lives, what we need to be doing in our day and time is that we need tonight to not be ashamed of the testimony of our Lord. And we need to remember where the Lord has brought us from. And we need to remember where the Lord has brought us to here today. But we also need to remember where the Lord one of these days is taking us to. And hallelujah, friend, I'm looking forward to that. But we need to not be ashamed of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Friend, listen, and we need to remember the testimony. Not be ashamed of the testimony that He's given to you and I. And we need to remember tonight the power of God that's always been with us through every trial and through every tribulation since we got saved and we need to never forget just who it is that that power who has that power well it's not us but it's God so young Timothy did not need to be ashamed just like we do not need to be ashamed friend there's too many folks walking around in our day ashamed of Lord Jesus Christ we should not be ashamed of Him but friend that same power tonight that was with young Timothy, with young Timothy in his day, is that, is that same power, if I can get it out tonight, is that same power that is with you and me tonight. And that power, as I said, does not come from us, but that power is the very power that comes from God. Now, with that in our minds, let's get back in our Bibles. Read again verse number 9. The Bible says, Who has saved us and called us with an holy calling, not according to our works, but according to His own purpose and grace, which was given us in Christ Jesus before the world began. So friend, that same God that has power in our tribulation, that same God that has power in our afflictions, is that same God tonight who hath saved us. Now, in this, uh, if you're saved, that same God hath saved you. Now in this part of the verse, we see that exact phrase tonight which says who hath saved us. So Paul here in the Word of God tonight was reminding young Timothy while he's on the mission field, while he's on the battlefield, fighting for the Lord and spreading the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ. He was reminding him uh, just who was with him in the fight and just who was with him on the battlefield. And friend, tonight, the same God that is with young Timothy here in the Word of God is the same God that's with us and it's the same God who has saved us. Friend, I'm here to tell you tonight, our great God in heaven gave us His only begotten Son for you and for me. Listen, the Bible's in John 3 and 16. For God so loved the world that He gave His only begotten Son, that whosoever believeth in Him should not perish but have everlasting life. The God who has saved us tonight, His name is not Buddha tonight. Friend, if you got, think you got saved by Buddha, you never got saved. Amen. The God that saved us tonight was not some man-made God tonight. He created the world. He fitly framed the world together just the way it is tonight. 
Amen. And friend, that's the God that has sent His only Son. Now listen, our God has feelings tonight. He's got feelings. He can feel. Uh, thank the Word of God. The shortest verse, the Word of God said Jesus wept. Well, Jesus Christ is God. God is Jesus Christ. They both have feelings. So, He's got feelings tonight. But He sent His Son to die on the cross for us. Now listen, I cannot begin to imagine tonight just what it felt like for God to give up His only begotten Son. Now, you know, I was off this Monday. And I'm off all the time, but I was off from work this Monday. And me and my wife and our little girl, uh, we went to the parkway and we took a hike. And I didn't go by myself. My wife didn't tell me to take a hike. We went on a hike together. Amen. And it was a beautiful day. It was fun. The Lord blessed. But we were walking along just having a good time until we hit some places that I'm I'm just going to be honest with you, I thought I was going to fall down. And we've got a five-year-old on a five-mile high, and I mean, friend, we're walking through creeks and all kinds of things, and if she doesn't fall in the creek, she's going down a waterfall. Now, you talk about my heart sinking. I didn't think, I thought that I was just the most, uh, I didn't think I had any feelings until I seen her about fall down. But friend, you think about this tonight. Our little girl didn't get hurt, but my heart sunk. I mean, it was in my stomach. And I can only imagine tonight what it felt like for our God in heaven tonight to give His only begotten Son to die on the cross for you and for me tonight. For our sin. And for our sin tonight. And I can only imagine the pain and the agony of God the Father as He looked at His Son getting beat. Could you imagine that tonight? Friend, the God who loved us enough to send that only Son is the one tonight who has saved us and set us free from what we used to be. Hey, He's the only one that's broke our chains of sin tonight. He set us free from death, hell, and the grave tonight. He's the same God that was with young Timothy in his day. He's the same God that is with you and I in our day. Hey, friend, God was good enough to save us. Don't you think He's good enough to be with us through the trials, through the afflictions, through the storms in our life? Friend, not only has He saved us tonight, but He's called us. Wow, now wait just a minute. Now, preacher, He called you. But He called you too. Every single one of you sitting here, God has called us. Look in this verse. The Bible says, and called us with a holy calling. So God had saved young Timothy and Paul, but God had also called them with a holy calling. And He's done the same for you and I here tonight. That calling that we've been called with tonight, what is that calling tonight? The calling in our day is that we are to be holy as our God is holy. Now listen, the Bible in 1 Peter 1 and 16, because it is written, Be ye holy, for I am holy. So young Timothy was out there on the mission field, and he was out there watching Christians uh, being beheaded. He was watching them being put in jail. But friend, instead of throwing a fit like our little girl does in the store sometimes, 
times. and uh, That's another story for another day. But listen, uh, uh, instead of throwing a fit and rolling around on the ground, young Timothy was to remember that he had been called with a holy calling by the one who had gave his only begotten son to die on the cross for their sin and your sin and my sin. And he was to remember that he was serving the great God of heaven that had saved him. Now, child of God, we are all serving God But the question is, how well are we serving God? See, the day we got saved, we were put into the Lord's army, if you will. And so, there's nothing we can do about that. Amen. You're saved, there's nothing you can do about it. But it's how well are we serving Him? There's a lot of folks sitting on the sidelines. There's a lot of folks... We'll come to church on Wednesday night, Sunday morning, and that's it. But how well are we serving Him out here? What's Paul and Timothy doing? Well, Paul's in a jail cell and he's serving God. I said I wasn't going to be long-winded. It's too late. I've done many more long-winded than I want to be. And so Paul is in a jail cell serving God. Young Timothy's got persecution going on all around him, but he's serving God. But here we see tonight that young Timothy was to walk in a way that was pleasing to the Lord and not pleasing unto men. Now, in order for him to do that, he was going to have to be different from the world. Who was it here that time said yeah, he was preaching? He, was, he said, I'm weird. He said, I'll just be weird. Y'all remember that, Brother Van Coker? Uh, it's okay, be weird. Amen. Even ask my wife, I'm the weirdest person in the world. But friend, young Timothy was probably having to face Nero during those times. Now Nero is the man who was having Christians put to death in those days. Young Timothy was not to be like Nero. Well, what if Nero said, I'll cut your head off. Well, the Bible said, be holy, for I am holy. And Nero was far from holy. He was killing Christians. So he was to be more and more like Christ. Now we're living in a day and time where if you're a Christian, a lot of folks don't like that. And then we have to make the choice, what are we going to do? Do we be more like the world or will we be more like Christ? Well, who's really, who's really going to matter who we please is when we get up there, when we get to heaven. Alright, so listen, as we walk through this Christian life and as we walk in the world, it's okay to be different from the world tonight. Hey, don't think, well, I'm just weird because look at everybody else. I'm telling you, it's okay to be different from what the world is. Listen, don't think tonight as us being weird like the world thinks we are, but think of it tonight as us just being pleasing and doing what God wants us to do. And if you're saved, I believe that will please you to please God. So you and I that are saved tonight, we've been called with a holy calling. That calling's to live different than the world does. And in our day and time, what this world is wanting to do to many people is cause them to run around in fear right now a whole lot. But listen, friend, they're wanting them to cause them panic. So what's the child of God to do? Well, God's given us a message. He said, go and all the world, preach the gospel. And the world that's wanting to cause panic, well, what can we do? We can spread peace. 
Hallelujah. Friend, what the child of God ought to be doing in our day is we ought to be telling the world tonight that you don't have to panic and you don't have to fear. Yeah, it might be a little scary, but friend, you can also say no matter what happens in our day, if you get saved and born again, friend, you've got a better day ahead of you. You've got a better life with a new home. Hallelujah. Friend, the world wants people to sin tonight. The world wants people to mess up tonight. The world wants people to tell uh, each other bad news instead of good Good news, but friend, listen, for the child of God tonight, our news ought to be different. It ought to be. The Bible says in 2 Corinthians 6, verse 16 through 17, And what agreement hath the temple of God with idols? For ye are the temple of the living God. As God has said, I will dwell in them and walk in them, and I will be their God, and they shall be my people. God said, I'm your God, and you are my people. And then the Bible says, Wherefore, come out from among them, and be ye separate. It's all right to be weird. Amen. The Bible says, Set the Lord and touch not the unclean thing, and I will receive you now in the world tonight. There's sin on every hand. There's little sin, folks, shaking up. Now we categorize sin. There's no big little sin, eyes of God. Sin, sin. Shaking up is a sin. Uh, being a homosexual is a sin. Amen. All of it's sin. It's right there together. And so we see tonight that the world is wanting people to sin. And the world is wanting to give everybody bad news. Amen. But friend, the child of God in our day, as crazy as the world gets, the better news that it is for us. What do you mean? Well, the crazy and the worse off the world gets, because we are going home. Let it get crazy. Heard, a, heard my cousin one time stood up weeping in church. And he waved his hand. I'm going to be long-winded tonight. I'm sorry. No, I'm not. But uh, I know I'm not sorry. But I, I see him get up in church and the tears flow from his eyes and he waved his hand. And uh, he said, Woo! Woo! And you know what he said? He said, Let the world get as crazy as it's going to get. Because that means I'm closer to going home. I'll never forget that. Friend, he was right. Friend, for the child of God, tonight, the crazier the world gets, the closer we are. All right, so until Jesus gets here, though, we do need to remember like young Timothy and Paul. We need to remember we've been called with a holy calling. We are not to do the things that the world does. We're not to talk and cuss like the world does. We're to be different. I could preach on a whole lot of things right there. I am going to say some things. I think more of You know what? The world walks around. And it looks like when these ladies go shopping anymore that they're only selling half of an outfit. I don't understand that. And then they'll say, well, I'm saved, but you're causing people to slip up when your dress comes up in here and your shirt comes down here and everybody can see everything you got. That's popular preaching, ain't it? Listen, come out from among them. Be ye separate, separated people. We've been called with a holy calling. I'm going to get off left. Somebody throws a hymnal. Now let's look at something else. Look in this verse where the Bible says, not according to... To our words. I want to get down to this. So we're to come out from among the world. Uh, we're not to act like the world, but we do not do that because of our words. Now you got to understand this. We do that tonight through the words of the Lord Jesus Christ. Now the Bible says in Ephesians chapter two, verses eight through ten. For by grace are you saved through faith. That's foundation. Only way you'll ever get to heaven tonight is by faith. You put your faith in the Lord Jesus Christ. The Bible said, For by grace are you saved through faith, and that not of yourselves. It is 
the gift of God. The Bible said, not of works lest any man should boast. The Bible said, for we are his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus unto good works, which God hath before ordained that we should walk in them. So, now pay attention. If young Timothy was going to go out into the world and be Christ-like, if we are going to go out into the world and be like Christ and show Christ to the world, we cannot do that on our own. I hope that's, I hope that's plain tonight. Well, how do we do with it? Well, we're going to find out. Listen, we're an unclean thing. The Bible said in Isaiah 64 and verse number 6, well, we are all as an unclean thing. This applies to us. And all our righteousnesses are as filthy rags, and we all do fade as the leaf, and our iniquities like the wind have taken us away. There's nothing good in us. Now hold on. So what that means is there's not one of us sitting in this building tonight that has it in ourselves to do us right. Amen. Amen. So if we'll take the Word of God tonight, apply the Word of God to our lives, there's none of us that are good. No, not one. Straighten your halo up. But the Bible does say there's one that's good, and that is God. Now, and friend, as we, as good as we may think we are sometimes, and, and we can look in the mirror, and we can uh, shine up as much as we want to, and, and uh, we can do all that we can, but listen tonight, there's nothing good in us except for us that are saved tonight. There's only one thing that's good about us tonight, and that's what the Lord has put in us the day that He saved us, and the only time we can do anything good in the sight of an Almighty God tonight is once you get saved, then you can do good through God. Hope that makes sense. So we cannot do any works on our own that's pleasing to the Lord, as far as I can tell. But the work that we do through Christ, that's what's pleasing to God. Now, why is God not interested if a lost person... I mean, it's great if, if somebody was to share the clothes off their back, get food off their table. That's great. But that's still your own works, and God's not concerned with that. God is concerned with what you do after you get saved and born again and how you live for Christ. Does that make sense? So, while young Timothy's out there on the mission field, Paul was not telling him to do right within himself. Now, he was telling him the only way that he could do right was by and through the blood of the Lord Jesus Christ that had been applied to his heart and to his life. Look at this part of the verse. The Bible says also, but according to his own purpose and grace, which was given us in Christ Jesus. So young Timothy was not to be good just in himself, but he was to do the things by God's plan. And God does have a better plan for making his people holy tonight, which is according to his own purpose, which was given us in Christ Jesus. So how can we be good? Well, you've got to be in Christ. And then we're still not good, but it's Christ in us that makes God say good. Amen, I guess you can say. I'll explain that in a minute. In this verse, notice this. That it was according to His own purpose. So in this part of the verse tonight, we see the word purpose. Now that means this tonight. It means that which is put before someone which is kind of like someone making a proposition. So what that means is that God proposes to make us say holy in the Lord's sight. He proposed it. He put it there in front of you. Now, our Bible also tells us the only way that that's possible is by the unremarkable grace of God. 
Alright, so what this verse is saying to us tonight is that we do not become holy by our first birth. There's no way. It's impossible. Alright, we do not become holy by that. This tells us we become holy because our God proposed us. He put it out there for us. Uh, the way to make us holy. What, how did He do that? By grace through faith. And God put it out there. We heard the gospel. Lord Jesus Christ. And then we see that this. That the only way to make us holy. Was by washing us. In the blood of the Lord Jesus Christ. And getting the Holy Spirit inside of us. Now we're not holy because of anything we've done. We're not holy because of anything that we can do. But the day we got saved and born again. Our soul tonight. Not our flesh. Our soul tonight became holy to a Christ's holy God. Because when He looks on us, He no longer sees us, but He sees the blood. That's the only way. Now, I'm not saying that we're holy people. I'm not saying that, I mean, we still sin. We still fall short. But friend, on the inside, God sees the blood. Now, if you're saved. Now let's look at something else very interesting tonight. Look now where the Bible says, which was given us in Christ Jesus. Now get a hold of this before the world began. What that verse is talking about tonight is not that we had grace in us before the world began. Uh, that's not what the Bible says. It doesn't mean that God has selected some folk to be saved and some folk to go to hell. That's Calvinism, and we don't believe that because the Bible does not believe that. Now, so what this part of the verse means tonight is that it means that the fall of man in the garden did not take God by surprise. God was not up in heaven wringing his hands when Adam, when the serpent uh, tricked Adam and Eve, if you will. He wasn't up there like, what are we going to do now? He already knew that it was going to happen. Amen. That's God. He's all knowing. So, it didn't take him by surprise. And it also means tonight that the decision to redeem us save us and reconcile us to a thrice holy God, the decision to regenerate us was not some kind of afterthought or something that was thought of after the fall. But what that means tonight is that God who is all-knowing, now get with me tonight, the mind of God, uh, God who is all-knowing knew that man was going to need grace before the fall of Adam and Eve. God knew we were going to need grace. So before the worlds were hurled into space, if you will, tonight, God decided to act on a certain planet in space at a certain moment in time. But listen, to accomplish a divine purpose, if you will, to accomplish God's purpose. So God in His foreknowledge, let me break this down. God in His foreknowledge knew that man could not make himself holy. You cannot and will not ever make yourself holy. You cannot do it. The Bible said if you have broken one uh, bit of the law, you've broken all the commandments. Ten commandments. If you've lied, you've broken them all. You cannot make yourself holy. So God Himself would have to make us holy. So, the only way to be holy tonight, how'd that happen? Through the blood of the Lord Jesus Christ. That's it. He's our perfect sacrifice. Lord Jesus is. He's the one tonight who sacrificed 
who was sacrificed the way that the Bible said he had to be sacrificed. He came down here from heaven. He was born of a virgin. Not He wasn't uh, created by man. He was not man-made. He was in the beginning with God. So he just was. Amen. And he was born of a virgin, lived a sinless life in a sin-filled world. He died on the old rugged cross like he had to be. And friend, he was not, not a bone in his body was broken tonight. Because if it had been, Jesus could not have been our sacrifice. We could not have been saved. If He hadn't have done all those things, we'd have never been saved. Now, so God fulfilled, Jesus Christ fulfilled the law. He did not do away with it. He fulfilled it. Now, salvation was already in the making before the world began. So God the Father knew that He is going to have to send His only begotten Son to die on the old rugged cross so you and I could be saved. And our great God tonight knew that we could not do it in ourselves. God knew that. He knew that because we're not good enough and we'll never be good enough. But friend, tonight, listen. There's something that is good tonight. There's some good news tonight. The precious blood of the Lord Jesus Christ, when you get saved, is what's good tonight. Friend, it is not you. That satisfies God. Now this will help you if you'll let it. It is not us that satisfies God. But it is the blood of the Lord Jesus Christ that satisfies our God tonight. And when God looks down and sees the blood of Jesus Christ applied to our hearts and lives, God looks on us and God says, Holy, holy, holy. He said, I see my son. Because I see the blood. Does that make sense tonight? Friend, if you're here and if you're lost tonight, the only way God's ever going to be pleased with you is if you get covered by the blood of the Lord Jesus Christ. That's the only way. Listen, there's nothing good we can do. Nothing good that we can do that will please God. There's no other way to heaven except by and through the blood of the Lord Jesus Christ. I'm going to give you another verse. I'm trying to hurry. The Bible says in 1 John 2 and verse number 2, and he is the propitiation for our sins, not for ours only, but also for the sins of the whole world. Now the word propitiation, that verse means this. In theology, the atonement or atoning sacrifice offered to God to assuage His wrath. That word assuage means to turn away His wrath and render Him propitious to sinners. In other words, uh, what that means tonight is God has taken something unholy like you and I tonight. And us that have been saved, God took us and made us holy. Now get that through your mind just a second. Now, we're unholy. But God took something like us. And through His Son, through the blood of His Son, Jesus Christ, made us holy. Not that we're anything to be admired or desired. But friend, listen, you and I will make mistakes. You and I will mess up. We still have a flesh. But remember, God looks on the inside. And I thank God He does. But friend, listen. This thing is not about us tonight. It's not about us. This thing's about the Lord Jesus Christ. It's about the blood that's been applied the day we got saved and born again. The only way that sinful humankind can ever be holy in the sight of God is if they get covered by the blood. Young Timothy tonight had been covered by the blood of the Lord Jesus Christ. Young Timothy had a holy calling on his life. God proposed to make him holy. God had called uh, young Timothy tonight. And young Timothy had come in his life. And friend, once you come tonight, ain't you glad? 
tonight that there's no way you can ever reverse what God has done in your life. Hey, you know what tonight, friend? If we'll get our eyes off of ourselves and if we'll take our eyes and put it upon Him and we'll remember that God, this thing is not about us, but this thing is about the Lord. Hey, yeah, we fail, we fall short, but remember, we ain't keeping ourselves free. God is keeping us. Hey, young Timothy might have made some mistakes on the mission field. Young Timothy might have done some things wrong on the mission field. But Paul was writing this letter and he's saying, hey, young Timothy, you ain't keeping yourself. He said, God, the God that knew that it was going to take his son is keeping you. Friend, listen. There's no way you can reverse it. Hallelujah. It was the same way for young Timothy. While he was out there on the battlefield fighting for the Lord, while he was on the mission field spreading the gospel, just in knowing the fact tonight that he cannot lose his holy calling was just enough for young Timothy tonight to stiffen his backbone. Boy, we need some people with some stiff backbones in our day. Stand on things of God. It's enough for him to stiffen his backbone and it was enough for him not to be afraid of all the fears that laid around him. Friend, he had become something much bigger than the Roman Empire that Nero was working for. He had become something much bigger than ever imagined tonight. If you're saved and born again tonight, guess what? You have to. Now don't get your ego. It's only buying through the blood of the Lord Jesus Christ. But I've got somebody over me tonight who's greater than the president. I thank the Lord for a president. But I've got somebody greater. Friend, I've got somebody over me greater than any boss I could ever have. And he's with us every step, every mile, every inch of the way. Friend, listen. If you're saved and born again, the same one that's over me, the same one that's over you. And hallelujah tonight, he's keeping us and we're not keeping ourselves. Thank God. Hallelujah. It's good to be saved tonight, ain't it? It's good to know tonight the one who could make it all possible. We can never please a thrice holy God. But the sun sure did. Friend, that same God that's with young Timothy, the same God that's with us, every head bowed and every eye closed, Brother Shane, you got one tonight.